We want to welcome everyone back to BNB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we got an interesting episode tonight based on this movie that uh, I accidentally watched and Betty watched on Tubi. <laughs> but before we get into all that, my name is Ben and who's sitting right in front of me? What up, though? It's your girl, Betty, 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 y'all. And today is thankful and grateful Tuesday rolling into Wednesday because right. Thursday is thanksgiving right it's, uh, <laughs> so today is a uh, taco tasty tuesday tomorrow gonna be wild wednesday and it'll be thankful thursday okay. <laughs> speaking of wild <laughs> i was on my facebook page and a friend i went to high school with uh named joy houston had posted please do not watch this movie on tubi called sloppy seconds it's demonic and blah 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 i was like well, now I got to go see what the fuck you're talking about. So I will turn on the movie. Six minutes into the movie, I was like, this shit is wild. So if you <laughs> haven't watched it, uh, I know you know we always heavy into our Tubi. There's a movie on Tubi called Sloppy Seconds. And it is about a young lady by the name of Keisha who has been sheltered her entire life. But all that changes when she meets Rico, a dangerous man who leads her down a path of destruction. And this does have some of our local favorite celebrities, it has Deshaun Spivey, uh, Jaina Danielle, James Abernathy, Elizabeth Fox, uh, Malik Frazier, Ray Chevy, Missy Lee. And this was directed by Lisa Brown. Lisa does uh, the Dirty D, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah, Lisa does the Dirty okay. D. But I, I want to say um, the screen, yeah, it's Plush Production. It's funny that one of the scenes I could tell was filmed right in front of Plush Productions because <laughs> right. I see my infamous O'Reilly's across the street. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, they filmed this in the parking lot of Plush Productions. But anywho, um, what is uh crazy about this movie is that i really did not want to even watch it because everybody kept talking about it on the uh tubi group like people mm -hmm. have been like talking about it crazy but i think it's the screenplay is also written by lisa brown okay. and i want to say people are saying it's based on lisa brown's book oh. i've never read any of lisa brown's books no 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 i've never read any of her books um but i know that she is an authoress I am interested, though, to read the book. Yes, it is. Okay. I am interested to read the book, though, um, if it is one presented, because I, I this movie did kind of uh, put me in the mind of, of, a, of a story. Like, it was really a story being told. Um, yeah. So, the movie, the acting was good, the lighting was good, this, the script, this is... This is, I don't want to give you all the movie because you have to watch. It's only an hour and ten. The best way I can describe this movie is that you go to the hospital because you sprained your ankle, only to find out you got herpes, only to find to be raped by a doctor. Like this is the the, the level in which this movie traveled, only to find out that the doctor that raped you could have been your daddy. Like this is just this movie was. It, I have never said, damn. In so many different ways, since mm -hmm. I watched this movie, <laughs> what's your thoughts on it, Ben? <laughs> I feel the same way. Um, it definitely gave us a lot to like because you was watching it, you didn't know which part to be stuck on. Like, you know, it's some bestiality in the movie, yeah. and it's like, and 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 I think that when we, the thing about the movies on Tubi, and a lot of the people being local celebrities or local um, um, actors.
characters is that people think that they are familiar with the actual person mm -hmm. because of the characters that they play. So sometimes people are very disrespectful to the characters or the people who play the characters right. thinking that they could just talk to them like they're the person in the movie. Movie, right. But the guy who played Rico, I wouldn't necessarily say he is a like um Academy Award winning actor. Mm -hmm. However, I think that he did a good job of making you absolutely hate him from the beginning of the movie. Um and then I was just watching this like I don't even understand how Shelter a woman could be to be that dumb. It was just too. It was just too much for me. Were you frustrated at her while watching the movie? The first fucking two minutes, like as <laughs> soon as they walked in the club, and he was like trying to get her number, and her friend was like, "No." And then I'm just like, "Is is this really happening? Like, is this really happening?" Like the way she was talking to her parents, I'm like, "He don't got no. Cause you should have knew he was dangerous when he was talking to your mom and dad like that. Like he ain't even try to like." Fake like he was a good guy in front of your parents. Right. That was wild. So check it out, y'all. Um, I think it was a good, I think the lighting was good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna say this. You know, we know what we're getting when we're doing local productions and movies, it's not gonna be uh no Tyler Perry set. Like, you know, we know that these things are taking place and somebody's holding the wall, barred is closed for a couple hours so they can shoot this film. So mm -hmm. we know what we're getting, you know. Um yeah, it, it wasn't too much more to ask for. What was the comments in the in the group like? Because well, of course they won't let me in the group. I don't. know. I don't know I why they won't let you in the group. <laughs> let me back in. It's, I was in the day of group. I don't know. I got kicked. I out. think it's seven hundred and two thousand <laughs> members in that group. <laughs> they found my black ass, <laughs> and they won't let you in. Like it, it, that's that's wild to me. I can't even invite you in. I don't know what happened. I think we might have maybe we plugged the podcast in there one time or something, or maybe you mentioned a podcast or something in there one time. I, and that's what I did. Only thing I did was post uh, a flyer from like the the McGraw Avenue because remember it was a big controversy when it's coming back and when it's not. Right. And I was like, oh, here's the flyer. And he said it from the murder from the uh, fake film production. the fake page <laughs> fan page. And next thing you know, I ain't been in the group since. They was like, pop, 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 get him out of here. I didn't um, even know I wasn't in the group until you told me, like, I tried to tag you, I couldn't. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that's wild. Um, but I think people are saying, you know, people are saying it was, like, dark, it was demonic, it was, they were saying it was a bad film, and that's what I don't understand. Like, I'm not a movie critic, I just, you know, talk about the films that we watch, give my opinion on certain aspects. I'm not a, a, a film, uh... Uh, kind of sore by any means, mm -hmm. but people have to differentiate between something being a bad film or a bad book, and you just right. did not like the storyline. Because just because you didn't like the storyline or where the characters are going or whatever, that doesn't mean that the story wasn't told well. It doesn't mean that the movie wasn't executed well. But for people to be saying it was a terrible movie, it wasn't a terrible movie. It, it was it was kind of realistic. Like things like this kind of happen all the time. Some of them, but you know, it was it was believable. Um, go ahead. That's what I was kind of cautious to say, uh, because the the I, I'm just trying to find the words to describe the plot of the film without the, giving it without, away. You know, without a giving it away and then painting the whole picture. Because like I said, the acting was good, the lighting was good, the setting was good, the storytelling was good, but the story itself was what was like, God damn, this is crazy. That's a good yeah. word. Like you know how we as black people say, oh, this is crazy. Like, yeah. 
the story was wild. The story, it was a wild story. Like I, like, even though it doesn't, it being a wild story does not mean it was a bad story. It doesn't mean right. that it was told bad. It doesn't mean that it was an executed well. It just means that this story probably went for everybody. And yeah. this kind of goes along with some of the things that we talk about in previous episodes with the depth of storytelling, mm -hmm. um, the evolution of, you know, we still get some of those same hood aspects, but they're telling a different story. They're putting a twist on it. They're giving us some more um, layers to characters and stuff like that, which, you know, we, we need that. I, I, overall, I said this was great storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, she definitely brought in some aspects that happened. She brought in the social media aspect. She brought in a lot of aspects. I don't want to get a movie away, but I was like, even though the film is something like, damn, I need to watch my mind. But I was like, damn, that was a good story. Like, mm -hmm. I was entertained. And I, I'm always glad to see Elizabeth Fox. Elizabeth Fox. Always. Um, I'm is just so proud group? of the work that she's doing. Is I don't, she in the group? I don't know if she is or not. I know what's Facebook. really crazy is that Lisa is back in the group. Um, I know that she got out of the group. In the group. Well, you know, it was a lot of going on remember. in the group when that Dirty D stuff was happening. And she was in there popping off on folk and people was popping off on her, like inboxing her all crazy. I know. So uh, somebody tagged her in a post about the movie recently and she commented on it. So I know that she's back in the group for whatever reason. Uh, go the ahead, funny thing about this is that <laughs> had somebody said, please do not watch this film. I was like... Now I gotta go down and see. I gotta movie. watch it. Gotta it's every it. it's every post in the to be best uh movies group with the seven hundred k members. Every post in that group is about this movie. Whether it was, you know, what they say, bad press, no press. You know, yeah. it keeps the algorithm keeps it going. If it's if there's some presence talking about it, so that's what's happening there. Uh, shout out to G Mac Cash was in there. He was. Is his, he's, I don't he's, know. What's his real name? I don't know. He might have been. I might have mentioned him in the credits. G Mac Cash. That's what I feel like. He's in the credits every time he's in a movie. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was. It was good. But playing it was like that same goddamn movie. role every time I feel of like. Course. But whatever. <laughs> of course, it was nigga in the club, nigga was, selling dope. That's what he be club. every time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Dirty D too, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. One of the club owners, the strip club owners, I think. Yeah. Speaking uh -huh. of. Uh, of sloppy we gonna take a break and we gotta hit this brief rabbit hole because I would say some of our episodes have lasted longer than this damn situation has lasted so we'll be right back and we are back so we watched a movie called sloppy seconds you gotta check it out it, you might cut it off because it may be too cringy uh, they have it listed as a drama I don't even know what's another thing that they it's can put a thriller under. Thriller drama. There you go. <laughs> sloppy Seconds is on uh, Tubi. Make sure you check it out. But speaking of Sloppy, uh, Thursday we all woke up. We went to work. We checked our phones. And there was a lawsuit coming out about Sean P. Diddy Combs that was put on by Cassie. It was this long complaint about sexual allegations, sex trafficking. We was like, damn. Abuse. Getting a, abuse sexual assault. Sexual assault. Mm -hmm. uh, all types of things. We was by the time we got off work, we was all as a unison. Fuck Puff Daddy. Let's get our picket signs. We got sleepy. Woke up on some Friday, and the whole thing was settled. <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What it was you... like we went to sleep, woke up, and they was like, "Yeah, so this is over. Let's move on to something <laughs> Let's else. Move on to something else." What do you think about this fast settlement? And so many people had their opinion on it. 
Okay, so so many people have their opinion. And I'm going to always say that it's, it's much easier for us to be quiet and not say anything when we don't know the full story or if we have, you know, um, if we just can't keep it uh, respectful. But some people have gone on to say so many wild things and then two days later they're retracting statements, arguing with people, trying to fix it. So I will say this, and I had this conversation with um, – someone last night mm -hmm. I am always going to err on the side of the victim right and the reason being is that I'm a woman and I never want to tell another woman what they did or did not experience I will be more um I will be more okay with apologizing um for getting someone uh character wrong mm -hmm as opposed to trying to defend my position, attacking another woman for something that they went through. I just don't ever want to do that. Um, so when I was having this conversation um, the last night and, you know, we, we were talking about so many black men and so many men being falsely accused of sexual assault and things like that and going to jail. And, and I, I totally get that point, but this, the only way that I would be okay with, trying to rationalize that is if I was on the jury on the jury of 12 people being you know trying that case outside of that uh, my duty is to um not criminally prosecute somebody but morally I want to make sure that I'm in a position that I'm not demeaning or taking away from what another woman has experienced that's just my position. I'd rather apologize for getting it wrong, saying, you know, oh, maybe he didn't do it, right. as opposed to saying that this black woman is lying about what she experienced in the hands of this man. That's just my personal opinion about it. Well, that was a, a controversy within the controversy if Cassie's black or not. Oh, uh, yeah. Miss Ventura, you're right. I, I, I would say that I don't know how worse it could have gotten for him based on the information that was already released. They was like, when she thirty. It was they, a thirty-five page affidavit. Yeah, a, a thirty-five page affidavit complaint or whatever. But something like, well, what else could have been worse than what the fuck we've already read that made him? Because if you telling me if you come out with me, you got to complain thirty-five pages, and you've already released that. I'm like, bitch, you can go on somewhere. You already told me what you had to tell. So I'm thinking like, well, what the fuck else could have possibly from uh, the abuse, the black eyes, and hiding her in Dubai and making her have sex partners and getting hooked on drugs and raping them. Like, damn, nigga, what else could that have been that you were like, you know what, we better sell this before it get worse. Nigga, that seemed like it was worse to me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and that's the part for me. Like, I, you know, with, so people were, people had so many opinions and I really don't mm -hmm. want to give too much um, energy into, you know, some of the things that okay, people were right. saying. But I, I do feel like, you know, people were saying, she fought, and this is not something that I checked to be factual. This is not like one of those fact finder moments where you know you're gonna be like, you are 100% wrong. I don't know, I'm not gonna even mm -hmm. fake like I did. I'm just gonna tell you what I saw and what I read. So, people are saying that she waited, um, outside, like right outside of the statute of limitations for criminal prosecution right. to file the lawsuit. Now, we talked about the statute of limitations being adjusted in multiple states after the women did all the work when Bill Cosby, um, you know, with the Bill Cosby thing. Right. So, you know, some states still have that statute of limitations. Maybe this state does. I have not gone into research that, but that was one of the things that people were saying. And I think what people don't understand is that it is, 
you know, people are saying if she just wanted the money and she would have wanted him to go to jail, you can't tell nobody what they wanted to get justice for whatever happened yeah. to them. Um, and I saw that, you know, people were saying she blackmailed him. I'm like, well, that's not really how blackmail work. Cause like with blackmail, you don't really go out and, and file a lawsuit and then be like, give me money. Like yeah. you, you do all that behind doors <laughs> and you right. get the money. And you, it never makes it to court documentation. <laughs> right. So I don't think blackmail is the proper thing. But but uh, P. Diddy, P. Diddy's attorney was trying to say that it was blackmail because she had been forcibly asking him for X amount of dollars or she was going to make a tell all book right. about the situation. I'm going to be really honest. I, from what I heard, like you said, that settlement went through very quickly within a day or so. Um, and what I've also read, I haven't found documentation yet. Um, I've been working all day, so I haven't found documentation yet, but what I'm seeing is that people are saying that the actual lawsuit was settled for more money than Cassie originally the asked actual, for. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is if he did give her additional money, they may have added like, you know, NDA, you know, no, uh, book Boom. rights. No, you know, you can't talk about, you know, it might've been a lot of different things that have been been added into that so that he could give her more money. I, would. I don't know. I think a smart attorney would have put the NDA on her and her husband. Because let's say the NDA is on her. Mm -hmm. But what if her husband come out and say some shit? Because <laughs> now, you know what I'm saying? On a secondhand type. And then people had, were saying, some stuff, some stuff people too. were saying it was some kind of term that was used in the affidavit. affidavit. I think it was called like freaky. Freak off. Freak offs, yeah, they kept calling the FOs or something like yeah, that. that and people off, yeah. were saying that this was like his, her husband saying this and doing that. And it's like, I'm not going to say that that is the case or that's not the case. But what I'm going to say is that if there was any way that someone was um, falsely accusing me of something, I'm not giving them $70 million. I'm not giving them $30 million. Right. I'm going to go ahead because my money is long enough to drag your ass through court like Cardi B did with Tasha K. Okay. <laughs> and my money is long enough to drag your ass through court and we going to, you going to prove or whatever. I just felt like he just didn't want to deal with it. He wanted to get over with. And he ain't want nobody but, else to keep talking about it. But that was the, they Kelly, well, going back to the Arkele case, they said that was the bad advice that he got because when you settled that one to get it to go away so you can focus on doing, you know, instead of being hemmed up in court for two to three years, just go make music and continue to move forward with your life instead of spending half your life, the, the next two years going back and forth to court. They, they convinced him to settle because they said it was a smart move. But what that did was open up the door for other people to come through. So now, yeah, like, well, shit, if Cassie got 60, allegedly, or whatever the, the, the eight-figure settlement is, I should be able to get five. Maybe I need two. And what it did was lead credit, almost like giving credit to like your, his ex-bodyguard Gene Deal. I think that's his name that's been speaking on certain podcasts. Uh, Jaguar right and all of a sudden she's seeming very credible in what she's saying. It's feeling all the conspiracy theories about everybody at Uptown Records is dead except him. Uh, I'll be sure. Then I'll be sure came out with some cryptic shit. I'm like, nigga, you, I have posted. Like, nigga, you too old. Say it with your chest. At this point, like, <laughs> then we found out Wale was being hung over the balcony. Kid Cuddy car blew up. Like, what the fuck is going it's on? a lot of stuff happening. It's a lot of things happening. And the crazy thing is that, like, none of these allegations are far-fetched because we've been hearing, like, small things about yeah. Diddy over time. So, you know, I'm interested to see 
um, how this plays out if something does play out criminally um, mm -hmm. involving that. But I'm just not comfortable with saying that this woman is lying. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm, not I'm just not OK with saying that. Um, but I'm not, you know, you know, people are like, whatever happened to innocent till proven guilty? First of all, ain't nobody tried no damn case. So that don't even apply. Ain't nobody on, on trial. Yeah. You know, ain't nobody being prosecuted. So that don't even apply. Um, the, the court of public opinion don't give a fuck about your trial. And, and that was my whole thing that I'm not going to say what she's saying is lying or it's a money move. I'm just saying as a person, if, if I'm, if I wake up and I read this and I say, Hey, it's a 30, if I'm a Puffy's homie, and I said, hey, dog, it's a 35-page affidavit complaint that you did X, Y, Z. And she said you didn't made her have sex with prostitutes and told her to grab on the penises to get your nails painted. So when you grab the penis, it looked like this. Now she's talking about she won 30 million. I'm like, I, I just don't know. I didn't understand, like, what worse could there have been that somebody was like, man, get that bitch 60. Because if she keep talking, like, nigga, if she keep talking, this is a lot right here. Like. Yeah, people were, it was like so many things that people were saying and, you know, making jokes and stuff. And, you know, why did she wait so late to come out? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and my thing is, you know, you never, you just never know. And, you know, I reposted something that Ashley Antoinette posted. She said, every time a woman comes out with something like this, I see why women Don't do come not out. come out because yeah. of stuff like this. Like, we find a way. In society to blame the victim if, if you told tomorrow if you told two days from now you know i really have a hard time with yeah. men saying well you should have been told that's not your place to tell me what i should have told or got the courage or felt like i was safe you don't know what kind of situation that yeah. woman was in you know what i'm saying this man was paying for her entire life even though they've been broken up for several years it may have been something that was um you know that he was still it could have been anything any reason yeah. that she decided to tell now and you know it, you know maybe it's gonna come out maybe you know people are saying he was worse than um he was worse than r kelly um i wouldn't i wouldn't take it that far but what i will say is that um he definitely um had something to have yeah and we've all heard these rumors about uh sean pdd combs over the years but i think but my thing is that being just being a black man in the music industry, hell, I don't even think Quincy Jones was that powerful to get away from certain shit for a long period of time. I was just I, my whole thing was like, who was back in Puffy that he would feel comfortable smacking Drake, hanging niggas over balconies? We ain't gonna put. We just talking about the stuff he that he did to the men. Like nobody squared off with him. Nobody was like he. Only person that kind of opposed him, I think, was like uh, Fifty. 50 but, Cent when he tried but, to buy him that outfit. Yeah, he was 50 like, Cent said, I don't want your motherfucking clothes. That's still funny though to me. <laughs> but like, when, it was an old interview that it was, it was an old interview that surfaced with like Fabulous that Puffy has a way of calling people daddy. Like, daddy, let me take you shopping. And it was like, he like Fabulous looked uncomfortable. So he's just kind of like, what, what kind of power or who is backing this man that he feels comfortable just running up on niggas like this, like like slapping Drake. And I think that um fighting J. Cole, like I don't know what he is doing. Like, you know, and and let's just be clear. Um big um Diddy did some um great stuff in the nineties with music. Yeah. But I just don't feel like his his music um was that long to be doing all this. Like we 
Betty, I swear, we talking maybe three, two albums and maybe 12 <laughs> hot songs. We talking the Biggie album, one and... The, the, they had this thing in here like he was Michael Jackson. I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> and Michael Jackson even did do any crazy shit like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think we should just watch this over time, see what happens, see how it pans out. Um, You know. But you brought up a good point. Michael Jackson actually owned niggas' catalogs where he had every right to be like, Get naked, bitch. I own your music. <laughs> but we never heard Michael. So that's what I'm saying. Who is back in Puffy or who was back in Puffy that he just felt comfortable slapping? Nobody is. Puffy. I don't even know. Like anybody, he shitted on everybody. You know, you know, it was that thing that we just, I don't know if we talked about this on a podcast last week, but, um, you know, Aubrey O'Day was on a yeah. podcast talking about how they tried to trick them into signing mm. these NDAs and signing off, giving the impression that they were giving them their uh music and their rights to their music when they were only getting those yeah yeah, but they were only getting the streaming credits from moving forward so they were not getting any royalties or anything from the music that was playing in syndication from when the actual music was popular you know 10 12 years ago now here we are in 2023 ain't nobody streaming no goddamn danny decay songs ain't nobody streaming uh uh exclusive from day 26 nobody want to hear that Well, I don't I think, even think people was really listening to it back in in, in 20, uh, 2005 when it came I think, out. I think there was somebody, one of his other artists, Mark Curry, who's been very vocal. <laughs> well, you, what was the song he did for um, Every Step I Take? Oh, is that the one that he's paying Sting all the money yeah, for? So every like, uh, He's paying a ridiculous a, amount of money to Sting <laughs> for that song. So that's what I'm saying. Like what, We're talking about the Biggie album, One More Chance, which is still a sample from somebody else, the beat itself, not the lyrics. Uh, we talking, well, they said I'll be sure wrote Forever My Lady. So it's just, I, we really got to sit down and be like, what? Wait, they were trying to say that Diddy wrote Forever My Lady? I think that was, they were, they were just, because, you know, Jodeci came out under the production of uh, P. Diddy. So they really? thought, yeah, I so I think, I think that somebody said uh I never even knew P. Diddy existed until Biggie came out. Like I didn't like it was not like Diddy was popular to me until Biggie became popular. And then right. it was like that whole that's when I really heard a bad boy. I don't even remember hearing a bad boy before and, and you know Jodice came out like early nineties when I was still right. like in fifth grade. Uh it was on Uptown uh records. But let me That's see. interesting. Somebody said it was written by Al B. Sure. Who was Forever My Lady written for? The song was dedicated to Al B. Sure, then girlfriend Kim Porter. So that's who the song was about. Which now, how the fuck did he? How did he? Well, they all had to, something to do with uh, her death. Well, we ain't gonna go there because that go there. I, we ain't got enough money to be even talking about that. <laughs> but all I'm gonna say is also that I think that. Um, this right here, you know, 50 been real loud and vocal about uh, 50, uh, about Diddy and the Tupac situation. I just feel like a lot of a lot of stuff is gonna start surfacing within the next couple. I feel like Diddy's face is gonna be on the calendar for 2023 in November and December and possibly January of 2024. Where did the psychic come from? Remember the psychic? Did you see that? The psychic lady predicted five months ago that Kim Porter came to her and was like, in November 2023, I'm about to shut this shit down. 
I'm paraphrasing, of course. Like, when the fuck? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't, I've never seen that. That was something that was coming out. They found some video. You know, once they start accusing them of shit, they start pulling videos from like. They about some. They gonna pull every video <laughs> uh, he ever made. But yeah, I, I don't familiar with that one. Yeah, so apparently some psychic from five months ago named Isabella Bella had said Kim Porter came. She's a medium. And Kim Porter had came to her and said that in November of 2023, she's gonna have she's gonna have the last say, or it's gonna be like her day of reckoning or something like that. I was like, what? They found that video. They didn't found a young jock telling the story of Cassie shaving her head. They didn't found that. They didn't found uh one of Wale's friends to tell a story. Then they found Kid Cuddy's manager. I'm like, yeah, the car did blow up, but we ain't we're not saying he did it, but we saying he said it. In a car we like up. now they like now that you think <laughs> about, about it, it with right. the with the chin grab, but now that you mention it so, this shit sound real suspect so, but <laughs> i don't know like i just um if anybody out there in the the world of uh spotify or uh apple podcast uh, apple music anybody out there um want to ask diddy if he want to do an interview on our podcast <laughs> we'll love to ask him some questions we got questions about these allegations yeah, that was he ain't gonna answer no questions about the allegations. I think they tried. I think the Breakfast Club tried to corner him one time uh, about his bad deals. But see, also, you know, which what people and have to understand is that Diddy is from old school music A and R, where you had talent development and you also had mm. uh, PR and uh, training. training, media training, and stuff like that. So. He is real strategic with the shit that he's saying. He knows what to say and what not to say. I'm really interested to see. Um, everybody is like, Carisha, pack your shit up. We coming to get you. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm interested to see. I haven't seen any any um, stories or any interviews or anything that Carisha has said in regard to the incident. But what no. I'm going to tell you right now is that it's going to be very difficult for me to believe that Carisha is going to uh, are you saying continue or I'm thinking that she's I'm having a hard time believing that she's going to go against Diddy it's going to take something really drastic to happen before she decides that you know she wants to tell her story so and I'm I'm almost certain she got a story to tell unfortunately and she's a beautiful girl she shouldn't you know have to go through any of that either but it's yeah, just, it's just it, for some, but it just kind of gave legitimacy to a lot of people. We just kind of thought was crazy, like the bodyguard, like Jaguar, right? I never think that people are crazy. I never think that people are crazy when they're telling these stories. I just think that it's very opportunistic. The time that some people choose to air the laundry because right. it always makes me feel like you are willing participate until something went sour. Because yeah, if you yeah. are a bodyguard, you are definitely very present in yeah, yeah. the in the act of some of these criminal activities and some of this moral um uh the, the, the yeah <laughs> yeah you know like some of this stuff that's going on you had a part in that and i find it hard to believe that now you want to speak out on it and you want to give your story but you never are going to tell what your part was in that because you can't yeah. tell and plead the fifth like how that worked yeah because going back to the wale story if the bodyguards came into the studio and you was the bodyguard. Are you saying you was the nigga that hung Wale over the balcony? <laughs> so while we look, so this psychic person, I gotta find it. She's on YouTube somewhere. Apparently, she said there's gonna be Puffy's gonna be going down and three of his best friends. But you know, um, 
Andre Harrell passed, right? They say L.A. Reid is going through a trial, but because he's not as popular, we're not hearing a lot about about. He's got some allegations that are surfacing that people put some cases or whatever complaints or whatever on him as well. What kind of allegations is this? Like SA stuff? Yeah, SA stuff. Misconduct. Actually, it was in a documentary. This lady kind of just spoke very candidly, said she was approached wrong. I you know, I don't even know the proper term for it, but she was. she's a music executive and he came with her the wrong way and she, you know, and she's been on that. She's been on that for a minute. Not this ain't nothing. She just came up with this year. She's been on that adamantly about that. So good, good. I'm glad. That the, I'm glad that stuff is coming out. That the Me Too movement never touched uh, the music industry. So, mm. so they said so they was due for some craziness. So I mean, due for some. So not crazy. They was due for uh, for uh, a reckoning. For it to be exposed. Yeah. Speaking of exposed, then we're going to get on up out of here. Yeah, it's a lot happening. We're supposed to be telling our thankfulness, and we get caught up <laughs> in all the foolishness. Well, speaking of foolishness, tomorrow is what, the biggest party day of Yes, the yes, yes. I can't wait. I'm excited. Where, where will you be partying at this year? I'm going, you know, where I live to go. I've been going for the last couple of years, and I have a good time because I see all my people mm-hmm. um, going down on floods on uh, St. Antoine. And uh, is that Lafayette? Is yeah, that Lafayette? Is that Lafayette? I think it is. Somewhere down there. By the casino. Just say by Greek. Yeah. By Greek Town. Right across, right next door or whatever. Um, it's always a good time there. We see all the local Detroit celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, non celebrities, um, all of my crowd? classmates. Okay. Um, typically on that night, it's a mixed crowd. So all of the older people normally get there. You know, happy hour started at six. By nine o'clock, all the old people be there. Now, when you say um, old people, we in our forties, so people think we old. You talking like retired bus driver old? Benny, I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> we is almost in the retired bus uh, driver know, age. But, yeah. but, our, so, but our retirement, people in our group a little bit, they still act like they're in their 20s. Are you I'm talking old. about 10 people, 10 years our senior? Yeah, I'm talking about them people that's out there old with the Cadillac and, and, the, and the ring on every finger. They already be there about 8 o'clock. By 8 o'clock, <laughs> if, if they ain't there, you ain't old. Oh, okay, yeah, I want to hang out with them. I don't want to hang out with our new old people. Them niggas don't know how to act. I, I like no, the old, old people. I like old people. See, I like floods on Wednesday nights. Wednesday okay. is always a good night to go to floods. It's always nice, clean, um, middle aged adult fun. Okay. On Sundays, it's still a mellow crowd. But baby, you try to get in there on a Friday or a Saturday. No, that should be like the freak Nick uh, middle school. <laughs> like it'd be like the middle school dances you used to have in the gym <laughs> when you had to come outside with your coat off because you'd be so damn hot. That's how them kids be in there dancing. No, no, no. I'm trying maybe to maybe in 2023 they is in there freak Nick dancing. What we used to call it when they used to be uh, uh freaking. No, ain't that what you used to call it freaking? Yeah, it was when they used hair. to be dancing when they be uh grinding on grinding each other. On each other, yeah. Yes, and why do it smell? And why do y'all smell like outside? Y'all are full grown adults, smell like outside. I don't like it at all. I'm trying to go where the niggas with the Devilles be out there. The old niggas that still driving Cadillac Devilles. I want to go when they go. I don't want to be there with them young old people. <laughs> I, you know, because currently, even you know, currently, 
Um, I'm trying to be out there with Mr. James and Mr. Jerry. I'm just going out there for the, I'm just going for the ambiance, Niggas the camaraderie, <laughs> um, some music, good time, kicking with my girlfriends. Um, I really don't be trying to assess uh, too much about who is there. Right. As long as they look age appropriate and mature, and they look like they can hold their liquor. Um, I'm trying to be out there with a nigga named Harold. Like I was at the club with Harold last night. <laughs> man. <laughs> Man, what? <laughs> so it's always a good time. Always good. I always see a lot of people that I know, and it's always you know people. I think we talked about this before. I love this time of year because people are always in a happy spirit. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like this time of year is just magical. Um, and this time of year has always been stressful for me, but um, I made a, a very solemn vow that I was not going to allow it to continue uh, to be like that for me. So I have a good time, you know. I'm all about uh, fellowship, friends, um, having a good time, and you know, nice, clean fun. Nothing ratchet. I don't be wanting to do any of that. But I definitely would love to get my auntie two step on. Right. And um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I agree. I might. If it, I mean, if the old cat's gonna be out there, if I see. I'm going to text you like Benny. Yeah, the cover the is going up to $30. Because, you know, the cover started going up at a certain time. The cover started doubling. The price <laughs> of the parking lot across the street that I normally pay $5 for gets to doubling. I'm not trying to do none of that. I'm trying to get there while I can sit down get a seat. on a bench, get me a seat, and have me a couple laughs and maybe a couple glasses of wine and get on up out of there. I'm trying to walk in with Mr. Melvin. <laughs> last year, I think last year, I man, I had such a good time last year. I was, I don't know who was <laughs> buying these drinks. It was a lot of drinks flowing, and all I know is Tommy Hearns came in there with his little long length uh, mink and his little entourage, and he walked through there like he was Moses himself. Um, them people just moved on out the way. Tommy big as hell to be wearing a mink, like he that's is. a big motherfucker. A mink in the suit. He had on the whole suit. Yeah, I'm trying to be in there with niggas with minks and suits on. <laughs> it's holiday season. It's time. It's time, baby. <laughs> it's time to shine. But you know what's so odd? Just speaking about that. So you know how, like you said, floods with the older guys are coming there. You know, still women our age still like to dress up and, you know, go out. Mm -hmm. Baby, they is wearing athleisure wear to the club now. Who are women in our age bracket or no the young girls? Of course. They yeah, is in there with sweatsuits. And you know, now I know that gym shoes are trendy. When I was younger and you know in high school, and you know no, James, gym shoes no, was gym not shoes. popular. Like grown women was not wearing gym shoes. They, and now how much you paid for them, they weren't wearing mm -mm, them. They were not. Now, you know, everybody feet hurt, you know, everybody is opted for <laughs> sensible footwear, which I can understand that, but baby, they is wearing um Clothes that I wear to the gym. They is wearing to the club. I have never seen nothing like it well, before in my life. Yeah. I remember back in the day when you had the older clubs was always uh, no jeans, no gym shoes. We was you in there to... dressed like we had a business, like we was about to go <laughs> on log into a, a, a conference call. <laughs> Imagine you in there grinding on somebody with a pseudo. Boy, y'all don't know about that. Them young people don't know about that party. At all. Put okay. a button up on. At all. Okay. Put a silk button up on sweat. Mm -hmm. And a chain, oh boy, y'all, you young folks don't know nothing about that. Mm -mm. Yeah, so join us tomorrow if you will. All right, well, we about to head on up out of here. My name is Ben, and who I got in front of me? It's your girl Betty, y'all. I'm out. Peace. Peace. See you next time.